0: Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino.
1: Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm so excited about my guest because, um, well, I got to back up a little bit. Some people may not know that what I was doing before I became a cannabis uh, expert for animals, I um, published a magazine and um what was crazy is that i published a magazine because i had moved to tampa florida and i was dating a guy who had two girls and i was like well let's see what to do with these with these kids and i couldn't find something to tell me what to do so i started a magazine but my biggest fear was i hate writing like it's torture to me I write like I speak, Um, you know, I I was in the theater before that. So every time I did write something, it was in conversations. My grammar is terrible. Um, So it wasn't my thing. So I was like, how am I going to publish a magazine? I know what I want the magazine to have in it, but I can't write. Well, I started the magazine anyway. And then the writers came to me and there's, it was the most, amazing experience because i was surrounded by writers that wrote so beautifully so i would just come up with it was like i was the interpreter i would i would have a doctor who was doing this wonderful things for kids health but i didn't know how to put that in an article or the nobody knew how to put that in an article or get that across and then i would go with the writer and i go look this is what we're doing whatever and they would write it and it was such a beautiful marriage but because of that, I have been pressured to write a book first about parenting, now about cannabis and animals. And um, I'm like, I, I just, I don't, it's like, not what I want to do. I totally want to have a book, but I can't write. It's not what I want to do. And then what do you do? You hire somebody that, uh, you know, doesn't speak your voice or, okay, now I'm going to write about medical cannabis and pets. I have to find somebody that, A, knows what they're doing and saying and knows how to write. Well, guess what? That person exists, and I found her. And not only did I find her, I reached out to her, and now we're best friends. I'm calling her my best friend. Um, Mary Biles, that was like the longest Wow. ever,
2: Goodness.
1: but... Yeah. Um, those of you who do follow, uh, me on, you know, uh, our Facebook lives or uh, our YouTube or whatever, probably have heard of it already, but my new favorite book, oh, yeah. here it is. The essential <laughs> guide. What is it? the essential <laughs> guide to CBD? Now this is for humans. And I love it because of course, um, I get asked all the time, what do I recommend? Do I take it? What do I take? What does it work for on the human side of things? And that's not my expertise. I know all about it. I treat myself. So thank you for writing such a beautiful book Thank you. that didn't miss anything. Um, You told the whole darn story. I know that you're, I know that you wanted to go more into the endocannabinoid deficiency, but you didn't make it in this book. So maybe the next book, but, um, how I, I love your story also because i remember thinking um i wish that i could be in in something new or something that was discovered or a new industry and we are so lucky because we're pioneers mary
2: yeah but i think cannabis found me i don't know it's or or it the stars, yeah the stars aligned um I think it's the case with many people, but uh, I have a very varied background. So for about, I suppose, 10 years, I worked in TV production. I'm from the UK, as you might have gathered from my strange accent. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, I worked in TV. I was a complementary therapist as well, um, specializing in massage and reflexology and Reiki. Oh, so, many so I years. didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so you didn't know everything about me, you see, no. there you go. Uh, and I've also been a teacher, so I kind of doing, you know, all these different things and I was living in Spain at the time, uh, and yeah, I, I suppose cannabis came onto my horizon through, um, the mum of a very good friend of mine who was dying of pancreatic cancer and, um, she'd had all, you know, the chemo and the radiotherapy and, and what she's been given palliatively, i.e. morphine. Uh, was just not agreeing with her you know it wasn't in her case controlling the pain she it was completely messing with her head she was you know suffering um, and sort of intolerable intolerable existence and uh, where she was living in in Belgium it was a kind of gray area and a doctor could prescribe something even though it wasn't properly approved and and she was given cannabis oil I didn't know anything about the medicinal properties of cannabis I'd maybe heard something from an ex-boyfriend but I didn't really know anything. And, um, and for me, it's always been very uh, kind of a human right uh, of being able to die with dignity, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we should also live with dignity and, and you know, a full and vibrant life. But uh, I've always had this sensitivity to kind of, you know, the life of, of old age and, and also the dying process. And uh, for my friend's mum, it meant she could die dignity. She wasn't in pain. She completely recovered her lucidity. Uh, she had a bit of appetite, she was a bit stoned, so she kind of, you know, could have a giggle with her family, and it just gave, you know, those last few weeks quality that she wouldn't have had. Um, you know, if she hadn't been allowed to to have cannabis, and and when my friend was telling me all this, I I was just I was incensed, like incensed, uh, That's enraged.
1: Exactly how I felt, and it's funny because my mom, I lost my mom to colon cancer, and yes, my mom more- too. Yeah, crazy. That's-
2: Wow. Oh, there you go. And, hmm.
1: um, and she totally, you know, this, this was before we could get medical marijuana, but even if we did, she would have never taken it. I would have had to snuck it in or whatever, but yeah, yeah morphine is horrible. Um, it doesn't get rid of the pain. It makes you crazy. So for literally the last six months of my mom's life, it wasn't my mom. Yeah, it kind of, it to-
2: robs you. It robs you of, of the time with your, with your loved one. I mean, that's what it was like with my mum. And, you know, I was, again, I was trying to, you know, she's, she was 82. She was a nurse for many years uh, and it was too late really. It was, you know, unfortunately they caused her cancer quite late. And, and, I, you know, we we're trying kind of CBD oil and, and, and it just, she couldn't, you know, it was like, what's this kind of weird tasting stuff you're trying to give me? And right, but anyway, right. you know, but with, with my friend's mum, I don't know. I think that that kind of—I I promised. I, I remember it very clearly. Being in my kitchen in Seville, and uh, and and just making this like really heartfelt promise that I was going to do something about it. And at the time, I was writing. I was uh, I was writing about. Um, well, I'd had something published quite just before about ayahuasca that was uh, published on CNN, and um, and so plant medicine was very much kind of on on my on my mind and on my horizon. Um, and so as it happened. In Seville, where I was living, there was a hemp fair just like, you know, a week after having this conversation with my friends, I got myself a press pass. I kind of, you know, wobbled along and uh, and chatted to a few people. And there happened to be a CBD company. This is like uh, 2016. So, you know, it certainly wasn't the level of popularity as it is now. Right. And the CBD company happened to be looking for a full-time writer. I, I spoke to the founder's mum and and we kind of got on and I had an interview like a week later or a few days later with the head of marketing. And before I knew it, I was hired as a full-time writer working in the cannabis industry, it was kind of, it was insane really. Um, I just felt like there was this kind of perfect synergy that I was meant to be, meant to be doing it really. Um, and so the next thing I knew, I was immersed, you know, I knew nothing, you know, I didn't know what cannabinoid was. I couldn't even like say the word actually. Oh I no, me neither. Yeah. I remember actually not long after starting, I had very lucky enough there was a, a conference in in Madrid and 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 Rafael Matulam was basically the kind of granddaddy of of can, cannabis science <clears throat> made all the big discoveries right. um because uh, the company who I was um working for were, were a sponsor basically uh, and so I actually got to interview Rafael Matulam oh, I couldn't even say the word cannabinoid it was embarrassing I was like and I didn't you know I wish I could interview him now maybe I will one day I don't know right. but you know I was like this sort of Wide-eyed, you know, wet behind the ears, um, but yeah. But so that was, you know, it's a kind of baptism of fire, and 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 yeah. I became very quickly fascinated by the endocannabinoid system, um, you know. And the more that I've written, you know, including the book, but also you know, I write for Project CBD. Every time I write about, um, you know, a condition. Um, there's always, if you, you know, if you look at the research, there's always some kind of endocannabinoid irregularity. You know, you, you can't necessarily call it a deficiency in some cases, but there's something going on with the endocannabinoid system. So, um, and, you know, it's kind of one of the main stumbling blocks why cannabis medicine isn't being accepted. So in the UK, for example, it's two years ago, literally, you know, this weekend, two years ago, it was finally legalized, but doctors are too frightened to prescribe it Partly because, you know, they've been told all their professional lives right from medical school that, that this is, you know, it's, it's got no therapeutic benefit and it's a gateway to heroin and everything awful you can possibly imagine. Yeah, but so um, are all
1: the opioids. So I don't under, It doesn't make any sense to me. Are you but you
2: thing is. But, but they've been they've been taught, at least in medical school, they've been taught about the, you know, the dopamine system or the, you know, we have an internal, you know, right. system as we do with the endocannabinoid system, but they at least know that they're receptors and our body, you know, produces its own opioid-like chemicals, which it right. does. Um, so at least they have a kind of framework, you know, and also then you've got the drug companies selling, you know, encouraging them to, to you know, to, to, to kind of prescribe their patients. But at least that they, they and also, you know, Right there, wrongly, there have been, there is clinical trials at least, and that that is something that is lacking for many reasons. So, you know, uh, your listeners may or may not know. I mean, I know certainly in in vet, vet school, whatever it would be, they're not taught the endocannabinoid system. But no,
1: just like the doctors
2: at med school, that they're, they're also not taught the um, you know the endocannabinoid system. And so, for me, until that gets taught, you know, that's the reason. So, you know, for people that perhaps don't know what it is, it's you know we have receptors in our brain central nervous system in our gut all around the body and we and we produce cannabis like chemicals which are similar to neurotransmitters um and basically we have this you know their, their kind of purpose is creating balance in the body so you know which is called they're called it's called a homeostatic regulator so this is not some kind of like hippy dippy reiki i mean, a reiki practitioner but you know like oh let's bring your body into balance. no this is This is hard science, basically. So I
1: literally just got finished saying this to Hernando that, um, you know, when I get a uh, like a homeopathic doctor or vet on and they start talking, um, you know, energies and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not losing anybody because this is science and we're not making this up. Um, Doctors aren't taught about it. They don't know about it. Um, And I don't know about you, but I'm finding a lot of young vets coming out of vet school are going out and educating themselves and aren't going to, you know, put up with this anymore. They're going to learn. They're going to start practicing and recommending. And they are. And I have a ton of them on the show all the time. Okay, we have to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: Okay. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk.
1: so it seems
2: like a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardellino, only on Cannabis Radio
1: all right we're back with it's a dog's life and i'm talking to mary biles she is um a writer and my one of my favorite writers well you are my favorite writer because we're gonna write a book together (laughs) She's already written a wonderful book. Um, I got mine on Amazon. It took forever. Is it, e- should we do Amazon or can we go on your site? Yeah, do you
2: know what? I think it's, I don't know what's been going on, but the publishing company haven't out, sorted out the rights in the U.S. So at the moment you got have it. to kind of buy it through the kind of UK. Or it gets shipped from the UK. So I don't know whether that's going to change. It's a bit annoying. Uh, it's also available on ebook. Um, but actually the hardback is, is, is really nice. Cause it kind it of feels really nice. It, they've done apart from chopping out by accident, the section on the endocannabinoid deficiency, that was right. very much layout designer. But apart from that, she did a really good job with the, with the yes, design. I love it. But, I take it yeah. everywhere
1: and hand it out too. We love them. But I think I did do it on Amazon. It just took forever to get yeah. the book, but I did get it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about the endocannabinoid uh, system and um, how our vets aren't taught about it and
2: yeah. i cuz just to, just to point out that the endocannabinoid system isn't just a human thing right so this is in in every uh, species with with a with a with a backbone essentially so and it's been part of our kind of evolution from from sea squirts apparently so i mean like literally i when i was sort of you know thinking of what we might talk about Today, I was uh, so there's a, like an amazing study that 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 um, talks about how it's been part of our evolution. So, you know, any you are know, any animals, humans are animals who um, are long distance runners, basically, or have been in their ev- evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, the endocannabinoid system, because we have these the the one ed- endocannabinoid is called anandamide, which is comes from the Sanskrit word for bliss. So it kind of gives you that runners high. You know, when you feel just feel great, you know. You're running. I've never
1: experienced it, but I hear about it. Um, yes, so you you not also, a runner, yeah. And you, are you a runner?
2: Not really. My back's yeah. knackered, I can't run, yeah. but my um, sister is
1: a runner, and she always, and I remember her even teaching me to find, um, like a pace and a stride and whatever, and her teaching me that. But,
2: but, but Angie, do you dance? I do. you dancer. Okay. So that feeling of feeling great when you're dancing. I mean, they, they've showed actually singing. Like, in you know, the, there's this great study that, that, you know, these women are in a choir and they measured their endocannabinoid uh, levels, their anandamide levels after singing. Like, if you do something you love, it seems to me, but singing is quite physical. But certainly singing, dancing, moving your body, anything like that. But basically, it developed to kind of give us... Um, kind of reason for running all those long distances basically like a reward it's part of our kind of reward system so you know if you're imagining you've got to kind of run i don't know to go and pick some berries it's like you know not only you're going to get the berries but you're going to have this sort of hit of feeling great as well and it's the same it's the same for animals we've all seen you know when my, my dog sunday today i was out walking with her and she was like running around just like with her tongue out just full of joy She's high on anandamide. That's what's oh, happening, yeah. basically. You know, with horses run, running around in the field, I'm not talking about when you're riding them or you're kind of forcing them to do something, but when they're just doing it out of their own volition, that's that's the endocannabinoid system at work. You
1: can't deny it when you see a horse running or, you know, my Doberman, who we call a horse, running, um, you can definitely see that it's something that is kicking in and they feel good and they they hit that stride. Um, there's no denying it i know that we that you shared with us a study that you found that they actually um did a study with dogs running off leash versus on leash or not that dogs that are off leash are healthier well, it
2: was it this was part of this um of this study basically that was that was sort of showing that um uh animals so they compared dogs humans and ferrets right so ferrets aren't long distance runners right um but humans and dogs you know have been um and and are you know in certain circumstances so what they saw was after a period of time on the treadmill humans and dogs their anandamide levels shot up basically Mm -hmm. and there was general kind of positive you know they've I know, difficult to say with a dog, whether they feel better, but there's, you know, the signs where there were, you know, positive effects. But interestingly, when they were walking on the treadmill, their uh, anandamide levels actually dropped from the, from the normal rate. So I found that curious. I don't know what that says. Maybe it's just a bit miserable walking on a treadmill if you're a dog. But I think perhaps it's, you know, maybe it's illustrating that, that you know if, if your dog can run off the leash and, and and have fun that actually it's it's going to be beneficial for their overall health
1: i love it and ours
2: indeed exactly <laughs> <And> ours.
1: <laughs> i love it um what were, like when you started writing and doing your research, what was some of the most amazing discoveries that you came across when you were researching, when it came to both either us or animals?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, for me, it's always about the the patient case studies. And I can only really sort of, you know, for me, it's been mostly humans that I've interviewed. Um, and it, you know, it's just... I don't know. Uh, for example, in the book, it's it's uh, one of the, for me, the most impactful stories because it's, you know, I think with children, it always makes a massive impact. And, and it was uh, a little boy called Niall who... Um, had a febrile convulsion when he was when he was just one years old, and it and started having kind of autistic um, behaviours um, after that. Basically, he kind of lost his language and went into that kind of autistic bubble, um, and his parents were at a loss to know what to do. Really, there's nothing that doctors could do, and they did some research, and and CBD came up basically, um, and they started giving Niall some CBD. I think he maybe was like four or five at the time, and it was just you know it was something that was so quick. It was like Day eight, like he had the first proper conversation with his mom he'd ever had. And it and and the words were, which it, I find is mind blowing, was like, um, Mummy, my head doesn't hurt. Uh, anymore and I'm I'm not afraid anymore so you can I mean that you know that's just astonishing absolutely astonishing and you know obviously there's all the cases of children when they, they've gone from um, you know their seizures haven't been controlled by for, for by seizure medication and, and now they're seizure free that's astonishing or or you know people who who you know so many times, so many times, I've heard from people who actually their life was so awful. Be it because they're on you know opioids and have terrible pain that's not being controlled, or or have you know mental health problems, you know, kind of um, intractable depression, uh, and they were literally wanting to end it all. That's how that's how bad life got. And for whatever you know path they ended up <clears throat> trying cannabis, and you know now they have quality of life now they have a life actually and yeah. it's not just their lives it's it's the people it's their family members as well because this kind of it ripples out you know i guess you know in the same the same way with a pet actually if your pet is is you know terribly in pain i mean my, i was sort of discussing with you um my mum's little little dog um, who my cousin now looks after who you know she's elderly she's got dementia she was in pain um and it was you know they they their life was kind of ruled by this little dog who was clearly suffering, and and I, you know, be I don't know whether it's the the CBD because they have started giving us CBD now. Uh, it's like I'm going to want to name her Lazarus basically because uh, they sent me a video, um, which I could share. If, I don't know if we can share it in some way, but
1: oh, I, I can't believe you, it.
2: If you I don't put... know if I can do it. Well, I will have to do it afterwards. I don't because I, it's on my on my phone. But, um, but literally, we were we were talking about. Uh, you know, is it? Do we have to think about having a put down and blah blah blah? And 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 they sent me, you know, like a day later or two days later, and she's skipping around. <laughs> it's like, you know, and now they can relax as well. You know, it's it's so it's it's for me, it's this kind of ripple out effect. It's not just about the patient; it's about everyone that's you know in in their kind of involved in their care and and in their family setup.
1: I and I, what I keep finding and why because I remember calling it a deficiency in our endocannabinoid system, you know, like when I was trying to explain it, and then I heard others referring to it that way. But I feel like we uh, it's another degenerative disease as we get older that we will have more deficiencies in our endocannabinoid system. We're not going to produce as many of our endocannabinoids, and we happen to have this beautiful plant that has these phytocannabinoids that help us. But when it comes to animals... Um, every time I get a super geriatric, even sick, covered in cancer was going to be put down and I, um, you know, do the opposite. I don't go slow because I've been doing, I've been using it for since 2015 with amazing success and I've got an animal that it's a life or death situation. And I give them one dropper full, which is about 42 milligrams of a full spectrum hemp extract, extracted from the flower, our peel product. And um, they get the zoomies like you wouldn't believe. And at first I I kept asking, um, well, it can't be static ataxia because It is, um, that's from THC and I don't, they're, they're not getting that much THC. And the only thing that I can feel, think of is that they're being, you know, filled with these phytocannabinoids that are getting rid of inflammation, pain, helping with anxiety, helping with sleep, helping with appetite, which of course is going to make them feel better all the way around. So I have more people sending me videos of their dogs that weren't moving running around. Like I, that's funny because their back ends weren't working and now they're basically up and dragging them or making them work. So people can tell me whatever they want. I was I was in the same boat as you in 2015. I went to um, San Diego to my first conference and saw parent after parent stand up and talk about how not only did it stop their kids' seizures, but their tumors went away. And I was and I was pissed off. And I'm not a writer, but I was loud. And I came back to my state and fought to have medical marijuana come be approved and, um, you know, became an advocate. And when I discovered that the animals had the same system and they could benefit and that I could benefit, I take it every day for my rheumatoid arthritis. I cannot sleep. Um, you know, I'm up at three or four in the morning and it is a lifesaver it's saved my life it's saved so many of my animals lives quality of life mm-hmm. is everything not to feel pain not to be anxious because you think you're going to feel pain is you know that is the greatest gift you can you can ever give i've seen more kids have a seizure be given a tincture and like you said start having a conversation with their mom or with whoever it is and be able to voice it our mm-hmm. animals can't do that so we have to be their advocate and do that um where do you where do you oh, do we have to take a break we probably have to take a break break yep we have to take a break <laughs> this is gonna happen when <laughs> right? we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back
0: it's a dog's life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk
2: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm with Mary Biles, who has, who's the author of a wonderful um, new book, uh, The Essential Guide, the CBD book, but she also has a podcast, and I, I don't do. know if you've been feeling super relaxed while listening to your hurt voice, but I mean, you've got an awesome voice. For ah, thank you. I mean, every time I listen to you now, and it might be because I listened to your podcast while laying in bed. <laughs> so maybe that's why, but so soothing, such a wonderful voice, but you've had some amazing guests um, on and uh, it's great because I like to try to listen to, um, something that inspires me right before I go on and talk on Facebook Live or to our to our um base of of followers because I get so inspired. Um I loved when you were talking about and now I can't remember who it was that was bringing up uh the endo was it uh Ethan Russo it's Ethan
2: Russo yeah but well, he, he coined the whole term. I mean you know if it weren't yeah. for him we'd probably be you know talking these terms really officially um but the to be is the podcast I try and talk as little as possible. Um, oh, no. because you know it's it's for me, it's a platform for other people. you know, it actually it actually came out of the book because I just thought when when you when you uh, write up an interview, you take little bits and pieces and you stitch it together with your own words and and i'd you know recorded different interviews and it's not the same you know there's people telling their stories with their own emotion etc so i didn't you know i unfortunately the, the the sound wasn't of the suitable quality of all the interviews to use them in the podcast but that's just what i decided to do it's it's somewhere where people be they patients doctors there's a lot of i'm really into the science so there's some very very interesting cutting-edge interviews with 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 scientists revealing the current work that they're doing. I, mean, I have to big up the latest one with Christina Sanchez, who's one of the sort of most uh, renowned pioneers in, in researching cannabis and cancer. Um, so for me, it, you know it's, it's a great pre- pleasure and a privilege really to be able to do it.
1: Awesome. I want to talk about that um, interview because uh, I loved what he said about you know these ailments like fibromyalgia. Or, you know, if we look at pets, these pets that are, you know, there's so many things that they suffer from. And because the vet isn't taught anything about diet, uh, nutrition, or the endocannabinoid system, they're given an antibiotic or a pain pill, but they have no idea what's wrong. that these mysterious, you know, issues that exist that we don't have anything for are probably a deficiency in our I yeah. And not
2: think that they have a kind of cluster, certainly in humans, a cluster of symptoms. So there's like a kind of oversensitivity to pain. There's, you know, kind of usually anxiety. Um, there could be some fatigue, something like that. So, but I think, you know, unfortunately, I guess it's maybe it's the same with vets. They, don't, they can't, or well, they don't tend to think holistically, so they don't see the cluster. They right. just see individual symptoms. I think, um, but you know, I, I found it interesting with Ethan Russo. I've just been writing something on endometriosis, and and you know that that could be another one, basically another condition where there is a. And endocannabinoid deficiency. So of course, in animals, I mean, I think what they're discovering now is a relationship between the, the gut biome and, and the endocannabinoid system. So, you know, I know you've spoken about antibiotics and the overuse. So, you know, that's quite possible, you know, extrapolating from that, that that could have a negative effect on our endocannabinoid system. Diet, you know, it's like it, diet, stress, poor sleep, uh, are all things in humans that that negatively affect the endocannabinoid system? So you know, again, diet. I'm sure in 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 pets and stress as well, um, is, well is, diet uh, is, an is
1: probably the the thing that impacts them the most and it's the worst. And then what's crazy is that they get older and as they get older and we love our animals. Is, you know, when they are uh, suffering and they can't sleep through the night, neither can you. So it's just this terrible, you know, cycle that we all go down. And then they just keep going, getting more and more medications, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And then they're putting their dogs down at, you know, nine years old when, you know, we could have avoided that from the very beginning. And I know that because it happened to me. You know, I did everything my conventional vet did. And never again. And I'll continue to scream and yell about it all the time. The name of your podcast is Cannabis Voices. It is, um, you know, she interviews some of the best uh, out there who have been studying and research and using the medicine for years. Um, And it's so refreshing because I I love having you now as a colleague, because you find research that I didn't even know existed. um, And it's something that is, that every, I say every senior animal and human should be on. Um, yeah. because we are, we are getting older and mm. things happen. And this is something, this is a wonderful plant that can help us not feel that pain, not feel that anxiety, um, which freaking takes away most of our problems.
2: Yeah. And also just, I know we're probably about to run out of time, but one of the things with the endocannabinoid system is it's protective, And actually, you know, that's what we kind of need as we're getting older, you know. So with cannabinoids, they are neuroprotective. So Mm -hmm. for both, you know, your kind of pets and, and, and humans, you know, if we can just, you know, help to protect our brain cells, help that whole kind of neuroplasticity forming new brain cells, it can only be a good thing.
1: That's right. Thank you. I'm so excited. Of course, we're going to have you on again and um, (laughs) we're we're busy working on our book and we'll have that out to you guys soon. We'll make a big announcement when we're ready for that. Um, if you want to listen to her podcast, Marybiles.com, that's B I L E S, and it's called Cannabis Voices. Yeah. And And also
2: on Apple and all all, everywhere you normally find your podcast, you'll find Cannabis Voices.
1: And they can get your book from your website also.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite. I feel so blessed to know you and be able to write this book with you. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. (laughs)